It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I always enjoy talking with our Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who will be joining us momentarily. But yesterday, up at the uh, Capitol, various uh, individuals and groups and organizations were represented as we talked about some of the funding, some of the legislation, some of the effort, some of the things that are underway regarding suicide prevention here in the great state of Utah. And when you think about, the first of all, the increased uh, incidence of people taking their lives by suicide in this great nation of ours, that is just absolutely shocking and something that is so disturbing. But then when you look at the statistics that are here in the state of Utah, you look at what is happening in our state and you think that we're not in the middle. We're not the, the poster children for doing such a great, great job in preventing. We are among the worst and on the very short list of the worst numbers per capita of practically any state in the Union. And we all take such great pride in the beauty of our state and the quality of life in our state, but we have some dark, dark things that we need to deal with. And I'm looking forward to the conversation that we're anticipating momentarily with our Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who spoke yesterday at the event that I've alluded to. I do want to make you aware of some other things. I was just talking with Jeff Kaplan, and as we wrap up this hour in about 38 minutes, uh, KSL is going to go straight to the coverage that is being anticipated, where Nancy Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House, uh, is expected to announce formal impeachment inquiries. And that's in uh, less than uh, an hour from now, just a little over under 40 minutes. So the House Judiciary Committees, uh, they're, they're calling for certain things. There is controversy ahead of Pelosi's remarks on impeachment. People are all over the place on this, and people are just drawing the old political lines, which are always uh, interesting to see. But what exactly will the Speaker of the House say? Well, you'll find out, and that will be live here at KSL News Radio, and that is expected to be at 3 o'clock. I do believe that we have the uh, Lieutenant Governor who is joining us right now. Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that I can welcome you to the program today. This is like old times. Doug, it, it is like old times. I was so excited. When, in fact, we moved things around to make this happen when I heard you were back on, and, and uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for the opportunity to find out firsthand what indeed happened yesterday. Some really good things are happening regarding a very, very bad situation that we're dealing with here in the state of Utah. First of all, describe the event yesterday and what was accomplished. What was the goal? 
Well, you and I have talked about this before, but we do have, unfortunately, a suicide rate that is, that is too high. And uh, we've been working with the Governor's Suicide Prevention Task Force on some, some, some ways to change that. And one of the ideas that came out of that was a, a, the creation of a, a prevention fund, a statewide prevention fund, where we can, uh, we can have a, a, a truly robust media campaign to let people know about how to prevent suicide and, and how to get resources to, uh, to help people. And uh, the, the legislature, we worked really hard with them. We got a million dollars from them that we could spend if we were able to match it with donations from the private sector, the nonprofit and faith-based sectors. And yesterday we held an event to announce that we actually have the match. We have the full $2 million. We're moving forward now on that campaign. The RFP has been released, and I, I know it's in process. And uh, we're, we're very excited that for the first time, We've had some one-offs, but this will be a comprehensive suicide prevention campaign, uh, media uh, across the state really shining a light on this important issue. What are some of the options that we can highlight and some of the opportunities, some of the safeguards, maybe some of the safety nets that will be uh, we'll, we'll shine a light on those in a in a much grander and more comprehensive way over the next little while. What is available for people that, that really are struggling with these issues? Yeah, yeah. So, the, well, the good news is we have more available than ever before. Of course, we have the uh, the national uh, suicide lifeline, one eight hundred two seven three talk. We encourage people to use that. We have the uh, the Safe Utah app, the Safe UT app, which at the push of a button you can uh, anonymously, if you prefer, be connected with uh, with a mental health professional up at the University of Utah, which is saving just thousands of lives. It's been just incredible to see that work. And really, we want to empower people and empower our families and parents and friends to understand how important it is to have the conversation, to ask the question, you know, have you thought about suicide? And then listen and, and learn. We don't have to fix everything, but just just vocalizing it, we, we've learned from research, has such a, a powerful impact on, on stopping it. But there are other things we can do, Doug, and one of the biggest is to make sure that our guns are locked up. Um, unfortunately, uh, the, the death by 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 suicide um, with is much more fatal uh, when we when we uh, when weapons are involved guns are involved and if you can put time and space between someone usually impulsive who is making that decision um, the, the odds of them changing their mind go up significantly and so we're working with uh, the shooting sports organizations in the state to uh, to get those gun locks available to people um, gun safes available just making people understand how important it is to lock up those weapons. And boy, for young males, that's uh, that's of particular concern. And as you mentioned, there, there are many ways that people uh, sadly choose to end their own lives. But a gun, boy, that, that's, that's really hard to reverse. That, that's exactly right. It, 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 is, it is the most lethal. And so if we can change that and change those habits, we know, and as, as you mentioned, especially with young men, um, we can have a, a significant impact. And, and really, that's, that's what this is all about, is helping people understand that there are resources available and, and that it's, it's, it's great to have this conversation. You, you question them, and then you, you persuade them to get help and refer them to these, these resources that we've, we've already mentioned. And uh, we know, we've seen the data, it does save lives. Now, I do want to give people just a little bit of good news if I can, and that is that we have seen um, our the, the rates of suicide in our state level off, and we're a growing state, which means that those rates are actually declining slightly. Now, we have a long way to go. We've moved from 
fifth, uh, the fifth worst in the nation, the sixth. So we're we're trending in the right direction. We have a long way to go, but I, but I think we're starting to make some headroom because we're willing to talk about it. And shows like this, Doug, are are, are getting the message out. Well, boy, and having people of your stature, having others, uh, when you and I chatted. Last, I I have been so impressed at the number of people who have been willing to share uh, personal stories, personal stories within their families. And this is coming out of the the shadowy area, and it's making us, I think, all aware. And the idea that, well, you never talk about this because you might plant an idea, it's exactly the opposite. You do talk about it. You do bring it into the open, and it makes a big, big difference. It does. You're absolutely right. In fact, I'm really excited. We have a, another campaign that we've been working on with a, a former BYU star and, and NFL star, uh, Steve Young, who is, is doing a public service announcement for us here in the state of Utah, something that will probably go national as well, where he talks about it's okay to, 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 uh, to have these feelings. He struggled with them. He's been very open and vulnerable about that. And having those types of voices come out, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to be tough guys and you, you can't be sad and you can't, if you're feeling these things, you're broken. And that's not true. We all go through these these moments of crises and uh, and there is help and there is hope. Boy, that is so true. I remember having Steve on and I read his book and he talked about everything from separation anxiety, all kinds of things. And you think, do you mean a big, tough quarterback like Steve Young? I mean, holy smoke, maybe I'm not so far out in the weeds. It, it really helps. And, you know, it's not that misery loves company, but Sometimes it's nice to know you're not alone. Yeah, no, and we found that that's really important, especially with young people. They 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 start to have these these thoughts, and then they think, oh, well, why am I doing this? Nobody else does this. I must be broken. And then they they tend to spiral downward. When you realize that that there are lots of people that are having those same thoughts, and and that have made it through, and that's the thing. Giving them hope for a better day, a brighter day to come, um, is is what saves lives. And and, and again, we're so fortunate in the state to have great people who are willing to step in and uh, and have these conversations, and we just need more of them. Lieutenant Governor, I can't thank you enough for uh, rearranging your schedule to join us on the air today. I always enjoy our conversation, always have. Thank you, Doug. Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox of the great state of Utah, and uh, suicide prevention is such an important topic in our state. Coming up next, we'll have a conversation with Patrice Arendt. I'm looking forward to her take on the uh, JCCC, the Jewish Community, I think I put too many C's in there, the Jewish Community Center Sunday event, her thoughts on some of the legislation, and sadly, 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 the rise in anti-Semitism and hate crimes. Stay with us. More to come on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.